Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, my baby isn't born yet, so we better talk about Captain America, I guess. Let's go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Uh, I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Cute little microphone stand you got there, Jordan. Yeah, it's uh, just for those of you who aren't here, which is most of you. Uh, um, Jordan, I wouldn't be so sure. <laughs> for half of you guys, for the half of you guys that are uh, watching this on the closed-circuit TV from Jesse's living room. Because if you're doing the numbers, it's the two of us mm-hmm. and our two listeners. So 50% of our audience is not here, but 50% is here. Well, uh, for you guys, uh, Beth and Steve, uh-huh. uh, Jesse has a lot of new equipment here at the home office. Uh, uh, one of these equipment pieces is an adorable uh, little mic stand for me. Uh, it has three little legs, and it looks like it could be uh, animated uh, by the Pixar people to have human-like qualities. It. Um, I have to say that uh, Julia, because I'm on paternity leave, Julia took the equipment to go record an interview for The Sound of Young America with our pal Shenny Jarden and um, Robert Popper from uh, Look Around You. Mm, I was going to say Blues Traveler. Yes. <laughs> Um, and so we... That's Robert Pattinson, though, who is in Blues, Blues Traveler, right? Absolutely, okay. sure. James Patterson James is Patterson. in Blues Traveler. Sure. Um, and so we really have the dregs of the studio equipment oh, set up right now. Speaking of, I guess I can't hear in my headphones. I don't know if that's... There you go. Great. Did that do anything? It did. Great. Well, you know, we're, we're really down to the last pieces of stuff that we have here at the studio. You're li- you know what, though? These fucking people are lucky they're even getting a Jordy Je- Jordan Jesse go this week. I know. Je- tell, now, maybe just if you could describe okay. the situation that you're in, maybe that would, maybe As, that would make, them, make them wipe that shitty look off their face. Um, well, as as uh, many members of our audience know, I'm expecting a child. Mm-hmm. It is the only thing that's happened in my life in roughly the past 18 months. And this child was you saw due... saw Fast Five. Oh, that's true. So yeah. the two top two things. Yeah. Well, it remains to be seen which of those will end up on the uh, in the number one slot on the top 10 things of the year list for Jesse Thorne. Sure. Um, but I'd say right now they're neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, this Jockeying big, for first. Sure. Well, I mean... Fast Five gets a lot of bonus points for being a lot of fun mm-hmm. and having a lot of great action scenes. But on the other hand, it also had that weird scene where uh, when they were so broke, they like didn't even have food. Then right after they did something, they had a secret safe house full of beer and they talked about their fathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, this baby that is inside my wife mm-hmm. uh, was due to come out yesterday sure, and could come out. At any moment. In fact, my wife went for a walk with the doula, mm-hmm. which is a big thing you do if you got a doula. Mm. Um, is it a spiritual walk? Is, is sage burned? <laughs> yeah, you, she, was, she was walking a labyrinth. Oh, okay. Um, on the floor of a Celtic church. Sure. Um, it was, uh, and the, the doula said she thinks it'll come tonight. 
Jesse, can I? I have maybe two theories as to why the baby has not come out yet, and just mm-hmm. let me know if you think either of these is plausible. Sure. Theory one: Your wife is not really pregnant. Uh huh. Does that make sense? I mean, she had a she had a long-standing career in film prosthetics before I met her. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that that would ever come up since she decided to you know go to law school and eventually go on to work for MaximumFun.org. Um, but now that you mention it, she may also not be a Klingon. Oh, wow. I mean, sorry if this opens up a huge can of worms. I didn't come here to destroy your marriage, but I just, you know, wanted a theory too. I mean, if she's not a Klingon, how am I going to get boners in the future? I don't know. I guess you'll have to meet a nice Ferengi on the side. Are there... Maybe go to... Are there ladies... dot com slash Ferengi. Are there... Are there lady Klingons? Yeah, I think so. No, oh yeah, I, I, see, I seem to remember... Worf is the only Klingon I know. I seem to remember uh, someone telling me the fact that Klingons have really rough sex, have like battle sex. Oh. So, yes. Sure. Uh, theory two. Okay. The baby uh, was already born, but it just went to college. So it just went straight to college? Straight to college. Well, he's really smart. I mean, I'll tell you, we've, we've been talking to the pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And he's a really smart kid. I mean, this kid is off the charts. His development stages are really tremendous. Wow. So he probably has, is at college. I mean, I just hope, I mean, if not an Ivy, at least like a junior Ivy. I mean, I'd like to see him at least at, you know, Wesleyan or something. Sure. You know, I, I did, funny you should mention this. Mm-hmm. A couple months ago, we did send him to Phillips Exeter. Hmm. The esteemed private boarding school on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and with an eye towards sending him to college when he eventually emerged. So, I mean, that maybe that's it. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, in the second one, you have to figure, if he has been born and gone, has gone to college, my wife is suffering from some kind of bloating, and she's masking what must be astonishing pain tremendously well. Although she has been a little bit irritable. That's probably, that was probably her being in labor. Okay. I guess the pieces are really falling into place. Yeah. You, I mean, I, I remember you telling me that she had kind of snapped at you the other day for adjusting the thermostat. Uh-huh. That was probably her giving birth. Okay. And when I bought those stamps, was that a plane ticket to an Ivy League university? It was, yes. I just assumed that the baby hadn't come out yet because it knew that if it came out too soon... My wife and I wouldn't be able to go see Captain America at the movie theater on Figueroa Boulevard. Oh, did you do that? I did, yeah. How'd you like that? Um, I got, you know, I got out of it what I put into it. Sure. $6. That sounds about, that sounds about right. That, that, that's also my assessment of Captain America. It Although was, I did not pay any money to see it. Uh, the people in Captain America, mm-hmm. I, I thought, did an admirable job. Sure. Including Captain America himself. I thought he did quite a nice job with a very thankless task. Mm-hmm. Uh, to portray a character that has no characterization. Sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he seemed like, he seemed humane. Mm-hmm. Decent and Pleasant. brave. Sure. Um, good, with a, good with a quip. And, uh, you know, I thought, oh, God, when I was watching Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee Jones comes in on that movie, he plays like an army colonel or something. Yeah. And he just starts saying stuff that army colonels say in movies. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a vivid illustration of how wonderful Tommy Lee Jones is. Sure. Like, I was, like, laughing 
at things. Yeah. And it was just purely on the strength of Tommy Lee Jones's ability to just say kernel stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I had a similar, and uh, I, I'm, I imagine you have not made it out to see Cowboys and Aliens yet. No. Uh, but I had a similar... Not yet, Jordan. Not I had, yet. I had a, wait a minute. So you scoff at Cowboys <laughs> and Aliens as if it's a lower quality film than Captain America. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I have similar experience with uh, Harrison Ford. Is He just says some grizzled things, and based on his ability to be grizzled... They are, they're really successful. Yeah. Here's the thing about Harrison Ford, though, was never roommates with Al Gore. That's true. I mean, that's a big that's downside. True. To, but the thing, that, the thing that struck me about, and I thought that um, uh, Captain America was really, you know, like I thought I was done with the whole kind of uh, faux deco um, kind of what if, what if deco was also the future sure. aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, a sort of post-steampunk aesthetic, a deco-punk sure. aesthetic, if you will. A kind of laser Nazi. Yeah. Um, but I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. I've had good work hiring the Rocketeer guy. Sure. It's right in his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. And um, I also thought it was one of the dumbest films I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, the things that people said in the film were so dumb. <laughs> it was as though... The dialogue was written by a story editor from The Real Housewives. Right. Yeah, yeah. Especially that first half of the movie where the the um where the um the conflict the conflict is guy wants to join the army but can't. Yeah. <laughs> that uh Well, just anything yeah. anything that happens in the movie they they will have three different people say it one after another. <laughs> I think this is what has become of America thanks to the growth of reality television. Because sure. if you watch a reality television program, you notice that every plot point is just stated sure. out loud by three different characters in yeah, a row. It's, it's said it's said in real time, and then it is reiterated by two talking heads. Yeah, and I some th- pronouns are changed. And that was essentially what happened in Captain America. And Another odd thing about the film was most of the exciting parts were relegated to montages. Yeah, right. I know. I, you know, and I, I really, I, I was kind of prepared two thirds of the way through to call it to call it a failure. Kind of even specifically because of that, I'm like, well, all of our cool parts are are raids on laser Nazi camps, as well as our um, gala war bond shows yes. have all been montaged. Those are things that I want to see in full. Of I want course. to see them raid the laser Nazi compound. And you want to see Captain America sing and dance. I do. I yes with his uh with his with his chorus line of rockets. But all of those were montaged. But I thought that third that third act of with them breaking into the, you know, kind of giant space Nazi plane and stuff was was cool enough to where I felt like I could I could say that I enjoyed the movie. I was kind of sleepy and bored, but I have to say that um, I I really tried to appreciate it Mm -hmm. because I realized that I'm at that point in my life where for the next... Whatever time passes between now and when this baby is born are the last days of me not having a child. Sure. Like, when the child comes, that is a permanent situation. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not going to give it up for adoption, and God help us, it's not going to die before we do. So that means that as soon as the baby comes out, I have a baby forever. Yeah. So, well, you know, Teresa's... But the ra- baby will go on vacations. 
I don't know. Solo child vacations. Sure. I mean, uh, we certainly we'll, we'll send it away. These are in vogue, Jesse. Have you, read, have you read this week's Newsweek? It's been wanting Solo to... Solo child vacations. It's been wanting to visit Bohemia mm-hmm. um, to try out some Hefeweizens. Mm. Um, but it, that's, that is really like... That is really pressing on me right now. The idea that as soon as the baby is born, I will have a child forever. Sure. That there is, I don't think I have ever done anything that is so permanent. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like even getting married. Yeah. You know, it could all go wrong and I get a divorce or something. Sure. But the permanence of this is just overwhelming to me. Yeah. You should get like, just to coincide with it, you should get a sweet back tat. Oh, that's a really good idea. Just so you have this other thing to like, if you're worrying about permanence. What should I get? Captain America? No, how about that sweet... Uh, you remember when the German spy got into like the space submarine? Yeah. Oh, but, then, yeah. but then Captain America can swim as fast as a space submarine, so mm-hmm. it didn't matter? Yeah. He, just, he shouldn't have gotten in the space it. submarine because he just punched through the window. It's just like getting into your own death. Yeah. If Captain America's chasing you. Absolutely. I think I'll probably get Captain America's punching through the window. What about this? Yeah. Just a montage of the summer blockbusters of 2011. So what to are we, commemorate that kind of last carefree summer of your life. Cowboys and aliens. Cowboys and aliens. Well, I mean, you should see it first and decide whether it Do warrants I, a place on the back tat. Okay. I mean, so cowboys and aliens. Yeah. No strings attached. No strings attached. You should get both the friend fucking movies. I know the other one friends, came out a friends little with bit. Friends benefits also? Yeah. Okay. What if I just get a picture of... Justin Timberlake sucking Captain America's dick. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Because it's sort of like the spirit yeah, of summer blockbusters. Sure. It's an expression of the spirit, like what you really believe in. And then he is thinking, you see, okay, so Justin Timberlake is sucking Captain America's dick. And right. you see like a thought bubble, and it just says the words, Vin Diesel. <laughs> that should do it, right? We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jessica. Can I ask you a question? Oh, it's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Yes, ask away. Um, you're familiar with the cellular telephone brand T-Mobile? Mm-hmm. Deutsche Telekom? Sure. So I was driving down the street the other day, mm-hmm. and I was looking at a T-Mobile billboard. Yes. And I noticed something that I, I don't think has been a big part of the public discourse but probably should be. Okay. Which is when, when our friends at Deutsche Telekom mm-hmm. made a big marketing push here in the United States for their T-Mobile mobile telephone service. Sure. They hired one of America and Wales's favorite actresses to be their spokesperson. Uh-huh. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Sure. And of course, we all love Kath. Everybody loves Catherine Zeta-Jones. Anybody who's seen that Zorro movie sure. she was in. Intolerable Cruelty. Um, these are the only two that I've seen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, but. Sean Connery, Jewel Heist as well. And I saw the preview for that, but it seared itself in my mind. Sure. I think any any 15-year-old boy who saw that preview had that image seared in their mind. Yeah. So they hired Catherine Zeta-Jones, and it was one of those things where you're like, well, you know... Does she still... Do- I don't... I'm not familiar with what T-Mobile is up to okay, these days. Okay, so here's the thing. Okay. 
So Catherine Zeta-Jones, you got to figure she was getting, what do you think, $25 million a year, $50 million a year to be the spokeswoman for T-Mobile? Yeah, that sounds correct. When, sure. you're, when you're a movie star, you get yeah. a lot of money sure. to be the spokesperson for something. So I was looking at the ad, and I thought, Catherine Zeta-Jones looks pretty good. Like, she's got to be in her mid-40s by now. Now, is this a new ad, or is this just a... This is a brand new ad. Okay. It was up on the wall. I was thinking, Catherine Zeta-Jones hmm. looks great. And I looked up there, and I thought, oh, wait a minute. That's just a lady that looks exactly like Catherine Zeta-Jones, <laughs> but it's not Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, wow. Okay. What? Did T-Mobile think that we won't notice? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, I can't say. Can you they think? have just, at some point, they just fired Catherine Zeta-Jones, and they're just like, oh, we'll just get a lady that looks kind of like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. I who has, the, who has the ads that have that kind of Anne Hathaway-looking woman in the pink dress? Is that also T-Mobile? I think that may also be T-Mobile. Hmm. But Anyways, just just a dark haired, pretty lady sure. in a dress. Can we boot up on the computer most recent T-Mobile ad? I would actually like to see this for myself. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna try looking for T-Mobile. T-Mobile billboard, maybe fuckable billboard. See now, here is this woman here. We, yeah. we're looking at a picture of the we're looking at a picture of the billboard, and as you can see. It is sort of meant... Don't you think this is meant to imply Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yeah. I don't, I, if, this is, if we're thinking of the same woman, this woman, to me, maybe implies more Anne Hathaway. Is trying, she's trying to get, a, get some of that action. I don't know. Well, my heart belongs to Flo, the progressive insurance lady, so... <laughs> I don't know. I just... I mean, it's it's not serious. I mean, it's not a serious betrayal in the way that the Girl Scouts say do on their billboards. The what? The Girl Scouts. What about? Uh, well, what I've ab- had beef in the past. Oh, with Jill's sure. Girl Scout okay. Billboards. You don't. This is not to that level. No. You're just a little bit annoyed that you think this woman looks a little too much like Catherine Zeta Jones. Well, for a company that hired, if I all I'm saying is, if I was Catherine Zeta Jones, sure. And they just hired a lady who looked basically like a 25-year-old me yeah, and just dumped me. <laughs> I, I feel like it's a copyright infringement or well, something. Well, here's the thing, and now I'm just looking at this right now. I think that what is setting, to me, they're, you know, if this came up in court or something, because I know that uh, I guess Kim Kardashian has kind of a similar thing going on right now with like The Gap, oh. and that they hired a woman who looks a lot like her. And then she has a clothing company, and they're trying to take down the gap because they they think this implies Kim Kardashian or something. I think their legal leg to stand on is this woman I'm looking at right now does not have giant jugs. Oh. So I, t- I think that's probably the key. Is the, is the jugs defense. Sure. You'd say they would use the jugs defense. Right. In, uh, yes. In, J-U-G-G-Z. Uh, sure. It's, uh, it's named the old after, Supreme Court precedent of Juggs versus Board of Education. Named after, of course, the uh, legendary barrister Edmund Juggs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, that's fair. Have you seen it, by the way? Have you seen all of my anecdotes this week? Mm-hmm. Billboard-based. Yeah. Have you noticed this new billboard uh, for the Girl Scouts that says... Oh, I got one, too. Uh, that says, uh, invest in a girl... 
I have not seen those. That no. seems more like an ad- that seems more like an advertisement for like a child prostitution. A, yeah, pimping type. Situation. You know, I, I think the Girl Scouts had a similar had a similar uh, situation where uh, their old slogan was "The girl comes first in scouting," <laughs> and I think it was changed to "The girl is first in scouting." <laughs> so I think you would think they would be very, very sensitive think, about any sexual innuendo that's in their slogans. Like they would have a guy that they ran it past. Yeah, sure. Sort of, sort of, or how- just a group of fifteen-year-olds, and you say it in front of them, and do they giggle? I always feel that way about um, businesses with signs in English where clearly the owner's first language is not English and yeah. there's something really weird wrong. Yeah, it's like someone should have said that doesn't yeah, make sense. That's the part that I don't... It's not that I don't understand how someone could not speak English that well. Sure. That makes perfect sense and I'm glad, you know... It's a difficult language. This is America. Everyone should, you know, be able to start a business and prosper and so sure. forth. My question is... Does this person who doesn't, does he just, he doesn't, it's not even that he doesn't know anyone. He can't even just take it down to the post office and be like, does this look right to you? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? This makes sense. The folks at the post office are nice. They're not doing anything. They're not helping customers. Um, Speaking of, uh, speaking of, of uh, um, potentially... Uh, in uh, potentially incendiary billboard slogans. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the McDonald's billboard advertising their new Asian chicken salad? No. What does it say? This is a chicken... Ching, ching Chang Chong, it's salad time. <laughs> well, uh, so, okay. So this is a salad with, like, mandarin oranges in it. Right. Uh, and the slogan is... I'm still, by the way... I, I am uncomfortable. I am ethnically uncomfortable anytime I see Chinese chicken salad anywhere. Sure. Because the Chinese do not eat this salad. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so the, um, the slogan is delicious harmony made for you. And I'm like, well, is this racist? I guess I'm just saying it in my head with the voice. Delicious harmony made for you. So I'm like, maybe they're not intending me to read it in that offensive voice. And I'm the one being offensive. So you're saying that society has conditioned you to offensivize right, something any that, billboard that involves an Asian theme. But then I actually drove past one the other day and somebody had graffitied racist on the sign. So I'm like, oh, I'm right. I'm right. That other guy thought it too and wrote it so uh does, does it also every time you see one of those billboards does it open and close with a gong yeah right yes it does every time every time you look up at it a gong happens As, just like an an uh, asian character entering in an 80s movie do you remember when we when we were in santa cruz um there was uh there was this television advertisement recurring local television mm-hmm. advertisement for mr chow's chinese fast food I don't think so. I don't think I remember this. It was so it, it would be like it, it it would it was just like a regular commercial for a local shitty restaurant. You sure. know, just like still photographs of food being panned and scanned yeah. with like a generic lady's voice saying 4.99 or mm-hmm. whatever. But then they had this graphic that obviously at some point they had just bought this animated sequence mm-hmm. and they just reused it at the end of every one. And it had a song, and the song went, Mr. Chow, Mr. Chow, Mr. Chow, Chinese fast food. And then Mr. Chow (laughs) would bounce into the thing, and he seriously, Mr. Chow, the character, seriously looked like 
he was a, a you know a World War Two drawing of a Japanese guy, sure, like or or you know a World War One era drawing of a Chinese guy, like just full on, just like it, only feature on his face is is uh, straight line eyes, sure, and then he would say something in that voice, mm-hmm. and it would always be like it, it would be on during a sporting event or something, and. He would bounce on, and he would have like a baseball bat or something. Okay, and th- but it would be during a football game. Oh, oh, Mr. Chow! And then Mr. Chow would say like, "Why holding bat in football season?" No, yes, this didn't happen. This really happened. Really? Oh, in, that's great in Santa Cruz. Yeah, geez. in two thousand and three. Sure. It, every time it every time it came on television, I just thought. The only explanation I could come up with in my head yeah. was that the name wasn't just a silly pun. There was a real Mr. Chow mm-hmm. who really was a Chinese American. Sure. And that was really his voice. Yeah. Because that's the only, because no one could say to him, like, sir, Can you're you, a little racist. Yeah, you're kind of a character of yourself. And he must have drawn the picture himself. Yeah. I, there's no other explanation for how this could get on television. It was so horrible. Yeah, especially since I feel like Santa Cruz has such a high bar for, or uh, you know, they're so seriously. You if know. you stereotype disc golf players in Santa Cruz, there's a protest, right? Um, I think I uh, back on our college radio station, I had a a show for a while where I played old comedy records, and I think I remember playing an old Smothers Brothers routine where they pretended to be Indians uh-huh. and was flooded with were offended calls. Wow! So yeah, no, I, I mean, would think they would they would be outside Mr. Mr. Chow would be getting calls and torches. People would be up in the up in the in the mall in Aptos, Capitola Mall, sure, doing a protest. Anyway. Uh, on the uh, subject of advertisements... Yeah, sure. Um, are you aware of this kind of new campaign that the Mormon church has? Yeah, it goes, You broke my window. <laughs> I, right? I think that's a local local no. pane glass okay. installer. No. That was a Mormon television commercial. Was it? It's not part of your childhood? No. Right uh, now, 40 people are getting ready to post on the forum about how important the You Broke My Window commercial was. (laughs) Describe this. To them in their childhood. This was sponsored by, well, do you remember the television commercials that the Mormons used to do to support morality that used to run during cartoon shows? No. You know, only thing I remember was the, like, Jesus Christ Church of Latter-day Saints commercial where it's like some kind of well-dressed guy. And he's, he's like, did you know that Jesus appeared to the Indians in the 1800s? <laughs> and then there were these kind of, you know, watercolor drawings of Jesus floating above some indians i don't remember that one but the one that i the one that i remember best and i think there were several morality ones was Mm -hmm. like it was like a kid who hit a ball and broke a shopkeeper's window Mm. and he 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 came and said who broke my window and then the kid was like uh, and this, I haven't watched this since I was five years okay. old, so I'm getting the melody wrong. Sure. Please hold your emails. <laughs> and he goes like, I did it. I'm sorry. I did it. My baseball. Yeah. 
or something like that. Okay. And then the lesson of it was, and then the guy said, well, like, thank you for admitting it and, like, gave him some candy or something. Okay. And the lesson was that you should be truthful. Up to, okay. You should That's be truthful nice. and, and then, take responsibility for your mistakes. And then it would say, to learn a message about... from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, huh. Well, that's nice. Yeah, there's nothing about Jesus appearing to the Indians or brown people not going to heaven. Gotcha. Uh, well, it seems like, so the, it seems like there's this new commercial I've been seeing around for, and they're encouraging you to go to mormon.org. Uh-huh. And um, it's this montage of people who you do not associate with Mormonism looking into the camera and saying, I'm a Mormon. Like Filipinos? Mostly Filipinos. Uh, yeah, yeah, some Filipinos. There's some African-Americans, like an African-American woman with, like, dreadlocks. And there's, like, a kid. Uh, and, you know, then there's some just some other people who aren't saying I'm a Mormon, but they're showing them. There's literally a kid doing a skateboard jump. <laughs> Um, is he wearing like knee pads and elbow pads and like a solid block color shirt? No, yeah, no, yeah, he's not quite. He's at breakfast cereal. Yeah, he's not quite a, a an early '90s um, breakfast cereal commercial, but he may as well be. Um, so anyway, so it's this montage of people saying, "I'm a Mormon, I'm a Mormon," uh, and then there's this kind of final montage of people, and one of the people in the montage is a white haired old man. With a falcon perched on his arm. <laughs> so it's like... So to me... So I'm like, okay, well, Mormons don't have a great track record with minorities, right? Right. You know, they're, they are they had a white, troubled history. Maybe, they have, maybe in the past some people have said some things about black people not being able to go to heaven. Yeah, there, there are certain interpretations of the works of the early Mormons that would suggest that mud people... Don't get to go to heaven. Okay, so they, so they, to be fair, they changed in, I believe, the late seventies. Sure. So, but you know, so I imagine them, them including so many African Americans in it, saying, "Hey, it's okay." Did Mormons come out against falconry at some point, and are they are they making amends for that You're, now by including this falconry enthusiast? You haven't heard about this? I didn't know, Jordan. Uh-huh. If you, I guess you don't watch a lot of uh, you don't watch a lot of Newt Gingrich on uh, in the debates or on various Sunday morning talk shows. Yeah, I mean that's all he can talk about is Mitt Romney and his anti falconry stances. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean it is wow. incredibly controversial. Well, I mean the fa- and the falconry lobby is small but they're very influential yeah i mean they 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 donate they're very powerful and they've got that they've got the bequest from the estate of george plimpton Hmm. so it's a this is serious stuff jordan yeah but i mean yeah i guess i guess to all the to all the falconers out there watch out yeah watch out the mormons are coming for you (laughs) we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go Why is my stomach all nervous and queasy? Uh, we just watched the um, aforementioned Mormon commercial, and it was great. Telling the truth isn't going to be easy. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah, it's like, so, so the, the, seems like, a, with the look of that in the, in the early 80s, the Mormons kind of wanted to hip up their image, appeal to young kids. Uh, so they did it um, the best way they knew how with an operetta. Well, their their founder Gilbert, mm-hmm. sure, and their co-founder After, sure. Sullivan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told the truth. That's what the kid says at the end. Nice. I'm very proud of him. No, me too. I, I and think, he was ethnic looking. He, I mean, yeah, he not... was. I mean, I think the lesson that they wanted to learn is young blacks. Mm-hmm. If you're out there, 
You have nothing to fear from stern old whites. They're <laughs> right. just here to teach you right from wrong. Sure. They'll, they'll appear threatening at first. Yeah. You may be tempted to run. From their baso profundo voice. Right. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio uh, Sweetheart, Jordan by the Morris, way. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Um, so, so, Jordan, I have a question for you. Yes, please. Which is that you, and you didn't explain this to me fully, but like, no. you were going to be off two weeks from Jordan, Jesse, Joe. Sure. Because you were going to go shoot a film. Yes. And so I booked the great Nick Adams mm-hmm. to guest co-host mm-hmm. while you were shooting this film. But that didn't actually... You you came back the second week. Yeah. I, and one of the um, weeks you were at Comic-Con. Yes. I... Uh, I, I uh, this... Uh, this movie that I was I was supposed to be in uh, kind of kind of didn't didn't happen. It was this very cool, um, this very cool monster movie. Um, kind of we were going to shoot it in Utah. Teen Wolf Two. Teen Wolf it's called Two. Teen Wolf Two. Uh, there was a there the monster was was built or it was in the kind of late stages of being built. Very very cool looking. Um, did yeah. You, did did you, they like show? Did they like take you down to the monster warehouse? Yeah, we totally went to the monster warehouse, and it was a legit monster warehouse, and uh, that the monster seemed very legit. Um, but as 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 often happens with with indie films, from what I understand, it uh, they they lost their funding, so uh, uh, or at least uh, so I think they're putting it on hold. Um, I I hope they get it together. If they get it together, I think it'll be really cool. But, well, um, hopefully, hopefully, monster movies will heat up. Yeah, and then they can get this thing right. Made. I know, and uh, actually, uh, uh, JJ Go listeners might be excited to know that also cast in this movie was Drew Drogi. Uh, guest Drew Drogi. What were they just? Were they just sifting through the best of the late twenty-something Los Angeles alternative comedy scene? I think they were. Okay. Um, and uh, really, really funny. Kind of, kind of. We had to leave kind of abruptly. It kind of, kind of happened suddenly. And uh, you know everybody was really bummed. I mean, the, the filmmakers in particular, but the cast, the cast was as well. And you know, it was very, it was kind of you know a, a, a tough van ride to the airport. And wait, so you actually flew? Well, yeah, we were in Utah. We went to. Oh we my were, god! Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you know, we were only there for two days and had to come back. They and found uh, out you were mud people. Right, I know. Sorry. Um, they found my stash of caffeine. I have no, I have no animus towards the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. No, nice folks. Yeah, good folks. Uh, I remember in high school, all the Mormon girls were really hot. Yeah. So, so there you go. Kept kept in shape. Maybe sure. There's some sort of <laughs> commandment about keeping toned buns. <laughs> I would not be surprised. Um, and. Uh, Anyway, so so we're walking we're walking through the airport, kind of you know, kind of feeling a little bit bummed. And uh, past JJ Go guest Drew Drogi turned to me. He's like, "Hey Jordan, I just want you to know, through this whole experience, you've been a real cunt." <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, let's let's uh, I I uh, I my my condolences to the filmmakers, and I really I really hope they get it together because I think it'll be a cool thing. Um, but I did have to take a plane ride, which even if you know it, it, the 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 whole experience was worth it for this. Um, I was sitting next to a you know very standard dad type, very standard large dad, uh, and I fell asleep you know pretty much pretty much as soon as I sat down. But I woke up and standard dad had his iPad out, and uh, he was watching. Uh, uh, lesbian pornography. 
<laughs> on his iPad. This is a this is a full flight too. I'm not like a seat over from him. I'm in the middle seat, and he's on the aisle seat. And this wasn't because I've been. I, I was just uh, a couple months ago. I was on an airplane, and my wife and I were watching on my laptop an episode of Boardwalk Empire mm-hmm. that had some nudity, and I was like, "Oh, geez, there's some nudity in this." Yeah, uh, yeah. What do I do? Well, here's the thing. I it, this this looked like. The production values of pornography. Uh-huh. Um, and, to be, and also, I should probably say, this looked like two women, have, not necessarily pornography for lesbians, but uh-huh. those two women. Uh, and he noticed me looking very efficiently, but very calmly, clicked on another window that was behind the porno window. As, you know, you might do at the office when you're looking at cat videos. And sure. there's a spreadsheet behind it. You know, in case the boss walks in, you have that spreadsheet that's just a click away. You watch a cat porn at the office? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I like to jerk it to barbed penises. <laughs> sure. Um, so anyway, so he had this window ready. Right. So he clicked off of this lesbian porn uh, to an episode of Soap. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, late 70s? Uh, yeah, early 80s. Early 80s show where Billy Crystal was like the TV's first gay man or something. Yeah. Uh, anyways, and then he proceeded to just watch episodes of Soap for the rest of the plane ride. Wow. Isn't that we? But he wasn't like, it wasn't like he was in like sweatpants and he was watching porn like with his hand in his pocket. Like he was just sitting, he was in slacks and he was just sitting kind of cross-armed on the airplane I'm always porn. I'm always surprised by people who... Watch pornography in a non-masturbatory context. Me too. Why would you do... do, I mean, this is the only instance I've seen of someone doing that. I mean, I guess like, you know, when you're a kid and you're with some friends and you're like, oh, check out my dad's, you know, Playboy Girls of the Pac-10 video. And then I guess you don't have to necessarily jerk your friends off. Right. But yeah, but just someone casually watching porn, especially on an airplane, it, it is weird to me. It's such a bizarre it's such a bizarre thing that exists in the world. Yeah. People who just watch porn for entertainment? Yeah, I guess you know what I guess the only other instance I can think of is in American Psycho where Christian Bale <laughs> just has on porn like while he's doing his workout. And it seems like that is a that is a you know, a character trait of a psychopath. Like someone who just has no that's on feeling, the that's on know. the psychopath list. Yeah, someone who casually does he watch pornography porn. while exercising? Right, but yeah, it's very weird. I don't, I, I can't explain it at all. That is really, that it's is like, really and something. he knew. It's like if I get caught, I'm gonna have to just tough it out with these soap episodes. What do you do even when nudity comes up? What What do you do then? Do you just keep watching it? If it's a real show, are you allowed to watch a show with nudity? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I guess like a lot of on planes now who have that on-demand service, there's a lot of HBO stuff. So if you're watching an episode of Entourage and, you know, the once or twice an episode Entourage fuck scene comes on. Yeah, I guess they're okay with it. I guess planes are okay with it, I guess. By the way, the way that I feel about people watching pornography in non-masturbatory context... <laughs> Same as Entourage? Yeah. Yeah, these, people, these people are equally troubled. Why, why are you watching that? <laughs> what are you getting out I of that? I guess if you were jerking it, I could understand. If, it, yeah. At least How to Make It in America has Luis Guzman. <laughs> sure, right? Um, yeah, I don't... I felt... 
I felt trapped mm-hmm. when the nudity happened in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, does I that felt, have a lot of nudity? It's got a fair amount of nudity. Okay. It's got a standard HBO level of nudity. Okay. But it made me wonder, like, well, what if in the future I want to watch Game of Thrones? Sure. And what, if, you know, and there's a, there's a weird rape scene going on. <laughs> yeah. Like a rape scene that they seem to be enjoying a little bit too much from the camera's point of view. <laughs> Like then what? Then what am I supposed to do on the airplane? I, I like that show. I want to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I my 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 bashfulness might cause me just to stay away from any material that would have nudity in it. But yeah, the other day my uh, mother-in-law and brother-in-law were visiting, mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law is uh, seventeen. Mm-hmm. My uh, mother-in-law is mother-in-law aged, and we. Here's the thing, like, we don't have cable television. We only have shows that I've downloaded from the internet or shows that are on Netflix instant. Sure. So that's great. I mean, usually that works out great because it means that we don't really watch any TV that's stupid. Sure. Um, we only watch TVs that we, that we actually want to watch. You know, so if I want to watch a dumb show, I'm usually watching Cheers. Cheers sure. is great. Cheers is a really good show. So we were sort of at the bottom of the barrel. And it's been the summer season. There's just not a lot of shows on right now that I'm really excited about. Sure. So the main show that I'm excited to watch is Louie. Mm-hmm. Like when, when there's a new Louie, I'm rushed to download it, you know, so I can watch it. I got to get that on my Hulu Plus or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to act like I watch it on Hulu Plus. Yeah, like you're paying the so, Hulu Plus eight bucks. I get excited to watch the new episode of Louie. So we had a new episode, and it's one of Teresa's favorites, too. And Teresa's mom is a really nice lady and very what you might call enlightened. Mm-hmm. But she's also... Um, she also grew up in a very strict Catholic household and thus is not big on... Things that are inappropriate. Sure. And uncomfortable with like swearing and nudity and TV shows and that kind of thing. So she's an interesting mix of those two qualities. But I was like, well, I was like, Teresa, we could watch Louie. And Teresa was so excited about it. And she's usually the one who reminds me, oh, this isn't something we should watch with my parents around or whatever. And, you know, we're adults. Teresa's brother is essentially an adult. Teresa's mom's an adult. So we watched this Louie, and it was an all-sex episode of Louie. <laughs> sure. It was just wall-to-wall. Yeah, they... That... Like, the theme of the episode is Louie has sad, uncomfortable sex. Yeah, yeah. It was 30 minutes of that. That show really knows how to do sad, uncomfortable sex, too. Like, they're, they're very good at it. I have never been so mortified to sit with someone. And then, you know, the next week was just about some crazy stuff happening or family or... Sure. All of those things would have been fine. But it's just the one episode that came up was the one that was exclusively just yeah, yeah. the, the skin crawlingest, most uncomfortable, uh, you know, explicit sex things happening. Yeah. So I guess is it more uncomfortable toughing it out or being the one who's like, hey, I'm I'm weird watching this around family. Like, we all we all just toughed, toughed it out. out. We toughed it out. I mean, because here's the thing: did anyone laugh? Did anyone have the the I laughed audacity some. to I laugh? I mean, I here's the thing: like I I don't care that much. You know sure. what I mean? It's not my parents. Sure. 
uh, or brother or mm-hmm. whatever. And so... It's got to be Teresa's call, you're saying. Yeah, it's got to be Teresa's call. And Teresa genuinely was really excited to watch it. Sure. <laughs> and so we just ended up watching the whole thing, and just there was just no comment was passed. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was just... It just settled down and just just hunkered, hunkered sure. in, and 23 minutes later, it was all over. <laughs> and you had watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little... I was watching an episode of... Uh, I was at, visiting my mom, and I was watching... She has a nice cable package where it has kind of a list of stuff on demand. Mm. And I was a little uncomfortable because I was watching an episode of Parks and Rec, but it was just because my mom didn't think it was funny. <laughs> so that was a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, to be fair, sometimes it isn't. Sure. Sometimes it's great. No, most of the time it is. This one was funny, and my mom just did not find it funny. Oh, yeah. Well, I can understand that. Sure. You know. It's mom's for you. Yeah. You know what? My mom... Mom likes a bachelor. My mom really only likes to watch, like, really intense Spanish-language documentaries and stuff. Uh Like, really, really intense, serious shit, and say yes to the dress. Nice. My mom will call me and tell me about something she saw because my mom never had cable. Yeah, yeah. My mom never really watched television until I was out of the house and she was sort of figured what was she going to do with herself, I think. Mm-hmm. And so now she just watches Say Yes to the Dress. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what happens on Say Yes to the Dress. Uh, what, are, what are like the plot points? I think, it's, I think it revolves around bridezillas. I think that's the, that's the fun of Say Yes to the Dress is that the women who are trying to find the dress are very unpleasant. Oh, so this is one of those hate, hate shows. Yeah, yeah. This is like a real housewife or a Jersey Shore or something like that. The there, same, same principle. There was a big article in the New York Times uh, style section, which mm. here's, a, here's a pro tip for all you young people out there looking to become better people. Don't read the New York Times style section. <laughs> It is just the worst of all worlds. The New York, oh God, it is just brutal. It is brutal. Is it that they're, they're just, they're just, they're just six months behind on everything? There's, well, there's, it's that's the thing. I mean, they, it is as well written mm-hmm. as the New York Times is generally. Sure, but it is about nothing, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, and it is also behind. Yeah, yeah. So it is just this horrible combination of wrongnesses. Sure. And I say this is the only time I've made an appearance in the New York Times was in the style section on the <laughs> wedding page, which may be the worst offender. But um, the there was this article in there about the this television show on the Logo Network called The A-List. Oh, sure. This is like the, the Gay Housewives. Yes, this is the Gay Housewives show. Is A for anus? Sure. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, and basically, the whole article was about how it was sort of like... What... I don't know who pitched this article. Like, maybe an editor assigned it to someone who was uncomfortable reporting on it. Yeah. But ultimately, the theme of this article ended up being that it was it was like a non-aspirational version of The Real Housewives because they couldn't get anyone who actually was rich 
to agree to be on the show. <laughs> right. So it's like there, these... like the rich. I guess it's just the rich, the rich gay horrible person list. Yeah, is just too short because you've just got too many. You're cutting the pie sure. too many times, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just the horrible rich women list. Where you you've got your sure. there's a just there's a, just ask who's been married to Kelsey Grammer before apparently exactly. is what you do you exactly. start you have a good jumping off point and so they so the whole article is about the, the basically the producers say yeah it turned out that we had a really hard time finding anyone aspirational lifestyle wise that would come on our show <laughs> which is. So sad when you discover that your show is like the less classy version of the Real Housewives <laughs> right. series. And also, if you're gay, you only have like four shows. Sure. There are only like four gay shows. Yeah. You know, like shows that are, I mean, there are certainly shows with a lot of gay audience or whatever, but shows that are like, that feature gay, gay characters made by gay people for gay people. Sure. And you're just stuck with the world's shittiest. I mean, you can you can say what you will. You can say what you will about like reality shows on PET or something. The same, many of the same problems crop up. I'm sure. Sure. But if your only choice is, yeah, it's like it's like a The Real Housewives, but it makes you feel a little worse after you watch it. <laughs> right. You know, I've heard good things uh, about RuPaul's Drag Race. I've also heard good I things hear about that. I that that is like maybe the good version of that kind of programming. That like it is actually fun. Like it's, you know, RuPaul is great. And well, it's like an exciting competition show like, you know, a Top Chef or something like that. Definitely RuPaul is great. I mean, sure. the thing about RuPaul is RuPaul broke through the glass ceiling when to be a successful entertainer that was also, uh, that was also, uh, uh, is RuPaul is RuPaul actually does RuPaul identify as a woman or does he just is he just a drag performer? I think he's oh just boy. a drag performer, right? Yeah, I you know I I'm trying to remember uh, his or her recent appearance on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me is and using that as my <laughs> litmus test because I'm sure uh, I'm sure Peter Sagal isn't getting that wrong, but uh, I can't um, think of anything. But uh, yeah, when RuPaul busted when RuPaul busted through in 1988, sure. You had to have some serious chops to get to the top of it, to get into the break into the mainstream entertainment as a drag performer. Sure. You had to have some serious fucking chops. There was no there was no short route to success in <laughs> to mainstream success in drag performing. That RuPaul's a charmer. Sure. The tremendous. Mm-hmm. The tremendous performer. Yeah, I we tried to get RuPaul in the San Diego America actually. Oh yeah. You know what happens a lot? Hmm. I'll hear somebody on one of the uh, silly celebrity guest segments on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Sure. I'll be like, fuck. I tried really hard to do a serious public radio interview <laughs> with that person. But yeah, they're just, uh, they're just on the old Wait, Wait, Hanging with Sagal, answering questions about the Stanley Cup. Yeah. To be something. fair, on Wait, Wait, you do have to do a lot less for a big round of applause. Totally. And you can, just, you can, you can call in, too. Yeah. I think most people just call in. Just call in. Easier. Mm-hmm. Or in Chicago, and you get to talk to Paula Poundstone. Yeah, which maybe. is fun. Yeah, who knows? Maybe she's drunk. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I actually, I think Paula Poundstone is a very gifted comedian, so I shouldn't be making fun of the time that she went to the ice cream store with seven <laughs> children and she was too drunk to drive. Yeah, she's great. Anyway, Paula Poundstone is great. Mm-hmm. One time she was on The Sound of Young America a long time ago. Yeah, um, I did not even need to be there. 
Oh, sure. That's my memory of Paula no, Poundstone. Poundstone interviews herself. <laughs> Poundstone just basically just introduced new topics over the course of 40 <laughs> or so minutes sure. herself. And every so often, I would pretend that I was asking a question. Great. Anyway, I like Paula Poundstone. Yeah, me too. You were watching old Paula Poundstone special? Yeah, no, I mean, definitely. I remember watching the, some in high school. Yeah, I mean, definitely the height of my Comedy Central viewing was in high school when it was uh, Mystery Science Theater. It was just a lot of HBO specials, a lot of bleeped HBO specials from like the late 80s. Yeah. And that's when you'd and see... And, like, a, Monty Python real early in the morning. And you'd see Paula Poundstone live at Harvard or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, sure. No, I remember loving those for sure. I don't know if they would hold up, but... Um, and, and yeah, and like, you know, we didn't have HBO growing up, so my that was, like, some of my first experience with just seeing stand-up comedy was, like, you know, when Comedy Central first first became available. So, yeah, no, I, I really loved all that stuff, Paula, Paula Poundstone included. Well, we'll be back in just a second. Yeah. On the Paula Poundstone show. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. This is your home for talk about Paula Poundstone (laughs) and vague memories of her comedy specials when we were in high school. And that illegal thing she did one time. Vague memories of both of those things. <laughs> Congratulations on downloading this podcast. <laughs> we know you have a lot of options when it comes to podcast entertainment. Thank you for choosing the one that has vague memories of Paula Poundstone. Um, you want to share some sponsorship messages? I would love to. By the way, we are sponsored this week by Paula Poundstone's 1988 special, Paula Poundstone, live at Harvard. Sure. Um, she- Available in some format. We're we're sponsored. This week's program is brought to you by Paula Poundstone's shoulder pads and such. <laughs> um, okay, uh, sponsors this week. Well, back again. Fuellead dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is F U E. LLY.com. This is a website run by our pal Matt Howie that does, uh, it's essentially calculates your uh, MPG for you and makes it into nice little pictures and graphs and lets you compare it to people and, and so on and so forth so that you can encourage yourself to get better gas mileage and, sure. you know, do a lot of drafting behind semis probably. Mm-hmm. Think, you think Matt Howie's up there in Oregon drafting semis? I hope so. You think he's got a I like CB? To, I like to think about it. Somebody said on the forum, <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume that it was Ronnie, even even though it wasn't. Ronnie's one of our foreign members yeah. who likes to build uh, cars that do wheelies. Hmm. Um, he's got a CB radio in his car, and he always he always asks permission before he uh, drafts behind a semi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that great? That is great. That's absolutely great. Uh, 10-4. I liked, uh, did you see the movie Super 8? Uh, no, a lot of fun ham radio stuff in that movie. Really? Yeah. If you like, if you like ham ham radio related plot points. Wait, wasn't that the movie? Wasn't that a movie where Nick Cage gets involved in a <laughs> a sordid world <laughs> of, of eight, amateur pornography? Of eight millimeter. This is a J.J. Abrams movie starring children. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and I was gonna go see that, and then it wasn't in the six dollar movie theater anymore, no. and that was the end of that. That's good. I liked it a lot. Um, and we have one more. Uh, we have one message on the jumbotron mm, this week, yes. Jordan. That is Intervention Con. Intervention Con, which is a, uh, uh, it is like a fun 
Internet Culture and Geeky Party in Rockville, Maryland. Wow. And why wouldn't it be in Rockville, yeah, Maryland? Yeah, right? After this all, sounds fun. you want to you want to make sure you have easy access to Silver Spring, Maryland. <laughs> sure. Um, it's in, uh, let's see, September, mid-September, September 16th through 18th. Um, all the, he says you can talk with, learn from, and party with the people you see online every day at your favorite blogs, comics, and video sites. Wow. We were not invited to this. Yeah, I was going to say, we're on the internet. Come on, get us out to Rockville. Yeah, I, hey, I'm going to be busy. I'm, I got to go to Belfast. I'm going to a oh, conference okay. in Belfast, Jordan. Okay. Look, we are available. We are available sure. as conference speakers. If you're interested in having us speak at your conference. Yes. We are knowledgeable on two or three topics. Let's say you're an internet culture enthusiast, but you don't like Jordan Jesse Go. They talk too much about Paula Poundstone. Sure. <laughs> well, then you should probably That's a go legitimate concern. To interventioncon.com to find out more about this. Um, if you want to put your message on an upcoming Jordan Jesse Go, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. And if you want to have your product or service somehow connected with Paula Poundstone in the minds of listeners. Absolutely. Let's say that you run a competing yeah. shoulder pad company. Sure. And you, But you offer both shoulder pads and the primary color suits that they fit into. Mm. Uh, and you want to sort of do a kind of... Fake Anne Hathaway, Catherine Zeta-Jones, switcheroo right, sure. on people. A bosomless, yeah. a kind of a bosomless poundstone. <laughs> you <laughs> you want to pull the old bosomless poundstone. Maximumfun.org slash Jumbotron. Or if you want to advertise for real, uh, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, we don't have this week any momentous occasion calls because we sort of threw this thing together at the last sure, minute. Sure, yeah, yeah. We were figuring, well, probably the baby will be here, but then yeah. we weren't doing anything. Jesse will be in a waiting room drinking scotch and smoking cigars with the other dads. The birthing room is so huge at this nice hospital, this nice Kaiser hospital that mm-hmm. they just built, rebuilt all the birthing rooms. Mm-hmm. That I feel so bad that we definitely don't want any of our family members in there. <laughs> so it's made to accommodate like giant several sure. guests. Gotcha. Yeah, like there are ch- ch- comfortable chairs wow. for three or four people. Hmm. Splay out, you know. It's a good idea when you get there. Splay out. You know what I'm going to do? Teresa will be laboring. Yeah, and I'll just be sitting back with like a stalk of grass between my teeth, mm-hmm. relaxing like I was fucking Huckleberry Finn. Sure, you should have a fishing line tied to your foot. I will have I will have tricked the doula mm-hmm. into painting my fence. Sure. <laughs> and Teresa's just gonna be going, oh, oh, and I'm just gonna be going. Sure. Training your famous jumping frog. Absolutely. Okay. Look, Jordan, we've learned a lot. Yeah. In our over fifty years of combined life experience. I know where babies come from. You've met Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, we're powerhouses of insight. Sure. That's why we have this segment on the program, Straight Talk for Teens. Let's go straight to the teens. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Guy Frenderson uh, from somewhere in what you guys lovingly refer to as the flyover state. <laughs> what do we... Okay. I... Number one, I don't think that's his real name. Yeah. That's number one. Just sure. right off the bat, I don't think... 
It's his real name. I was fooled once by a Mr. Fake Fakesley. And, Although, uh, if his name, if his real name is Guy Friendly, mm-hmm. it's possible he had to change it to Guy Frenderson yeah. because of a, 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 sag, a SAG dispute oh, with yeah. the guy from Sesame Street, the mm. game show host from Sesame Street. Sure. Guys, this guy's Smiley. Like yeah. Okay. Oh, is that Guy Smiley? It is Guy Smiley. Okay, so then he has no excuse. You're fine. Well, he's fine in the union, but I don't buy it. <laughs> he's fine union-wise. Sure. Here. As long as his dues are paid. Anyway, um... What I have for you guys is some straight talk for teens. I am not a teen. I am almost. Whoa! Wait a minute. Wait, how, did we? Were we not clear about this, Jordan? We're the ones who is he wanting to give teens straight talk? Does he want to horn in on our racket? I don't know. Let's listen. Thirty years old, but uh, a huge part of me feels like it has not grown up yet. Mm, so, um, I don't know. you guys have any advice oh. on what the fuck am I doing with myself? I don't know what I'm doing what? here. you're fucking impersonating a teenager yeah i know you're calling into a teen centric segment on our program jeez what do you think you're gonna nominate yourself for a teen choice award yeah what the fuck is this i know you're not getting that coveted surfboard my friend you're gonna try and that's going to miss taylor swift you're gonna try and play in the junior world cup yeah i don't think so ace are you going to try and win on teen jeopardy I would love to try and that win. Would that would be really, really fun. fun. To try How fun would it be? Those little <laughs> just fucking destroy, just destroy them. them. Just get your oh, hands around I their know. neck and just squeeze until so you hear a crack. Much about geography. <laughs> Sound like that. Ring the life out of them. Just, just get up in there. And then, and then it's fucking on from there. Yeah. Once you do Teen Jeopardy, here I come, Carmen Sandiego. I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> sure. And then Double Dare. How about this? You, you're one of the fifth graders on Am I Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? You're making yeah. big fucking money. Bank. You're making that Foxworthy dough. Sure. Anyway, what does this guy want? He wants to know how he can grow the fuck up. Hmm. Oh, fuck. Well, I don't know. Do we throw him a bone? We're kind of in a tight spot here. I mean, we already played much of his call. Let's, well, I'll just play the rest. Okay. Do we have to? I guess years old and uh i need to get a real job or just do so i need to motivate and get focused on life so um i both uh i respect very much both of your opinions and i would like to uh hear what you both have to say about it okay thanks bye number one you're a fucking dipshit sure call it into this teen segment Jesus number one Christ. quit bullshitting around yeah you know what this guy needs hmm. tough love yeah. This guy needs tough love. You're not going to win that coveted Teen Choice surfboard sitting around your house moping. You know what I think we should do? How did Robert Pattinson win it? We should Hard work. We should send this guy to one of those teenage work camps yeah. that, Mon- that Montel sends oh, people to. Oh, yeah, sure. We should send him to some sort of boot camp. You got Montel's number? Uh, yeah, well, uh, Montel only communicates by smoke signal. <laughs> Did you know that about Montel? I did not know that about Montel. Mm-hmm. I had heard he also communicates by telephone and semaphore. <laughs> <laughs> that was the For sound those of, of you at me home, that was the semaphore trying sound. to get the attention of Montel, <laughs> who's on his battle cruiser. <laughs> um, shit, man, you just gotta back yourself into a corner and start fucking take care, taking care of business. Yeah, right. I've never done anything. I'm so lazy, Jordan. Sure. I am so lazy. I don't think... I think people out there think that I'm some magical, motivated, type A personality. 
I am spectacularly lazy. Hmm. And I don't know if this is the case. You're, you do a pretty good job of taking care of business, Jordan. But I, I know that for me, the only way that I have ever achieved anything is by forcing myself into a position where my only choice was to try. <laughs> because otherwise, what I'll just do is think about everything that's not going to work, and then I just won't do it. So I recommend investing $20,000 into something, um, just doing some shit that will make you take your shit seriously. Right? Yeah. No, I like that. That's good. I was, yeah, sure. Or you could just work construction. They'll fucking, they don't take any shit. Yeah, right. We're going to fucking, you know, try and, how about this? Work in the, I, I just read that Kitchen Confidential. Mm-hmm. Turns out, you know, you can do all kinds of crazy shit, but you really have to take care of business if you work in the kitchen of La Hall. Sure. La Hall. With get, Anthony Bourdain. He doesn't take any there. shit. Yeah. Just, you can do a lot of cocaine yeah, and... Get an apprenticeship with Bourdain. Call everybody, call everybody a butt-fucking-faggot, but um, <laughs> you, you have to chop those vegetables, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. You just got to find a way to fucking back yourself into a corner, and then you just got to take care of business. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Get rid of whatever this thing is that's making you too comfortable to achieve. You know what it is? Maybe quit your job, like, installing car stereos or whatever. <laughs> you think that's what his job is? I don't I'm thinking of, like, I'm just thinking of a quintessential job that's like, oh, well, this is comfortable, but it's not getting me anywhere. Like, it's, but. I, I don't know how comfortable it is to have a job. Maybe, maybe he could be, like, a, he could be at a, a, a waiter at a mid-price restaurant. Yeah, sure. How like about that? Benigan. Okay. Something that, something that pays, something where you're, where you're earning 40 yeah. grand a year, but this you're not doing good. anything. Sure. How about that? Yeah. I say, I say either. Do something that you can't afford to not work hard on mm-hmm. or work construction and they'll kick your fucking ass. Sure. Yeah, you I like just that. get fired a couple times and then, you know, you get, always can go to a new work site because yeah. they're always hiring laborers. Hmm. That's what I say. Start a business. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's good advice too. You know what? Our friend... <laughs> well, my plan here is to give him a variety of different no, advice. These are all, these, sure, these are all, these are all options. I don't. I don't. Haven't really refined my advice giving persona yet. Yeah, I feel like I need a stronger how, point of view. Sure. How crotchety do you want to be? Is that your what yeah, you're working out? And just sort of where I'm coming from. Like, mm-hmm. am I like a former Marine drill sergeant? Yeah. That always that doesn't take any doesn't take any guff. Sure. Or am I like an etiquette expert? Are you a Judge Judy or a Judge Alex? Is what you're asking yourself. Or a Judge Joe Brown. Hey. Or a Judge Dredd. Yeah, yeah, boy. Which of we these can judges only, we can only, am I? We can only hope. <laughs> yeah, this guy sounds like he's more of a Judge Reinhold, am I right? Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, we're having a lot of fun saying judge. Sure. <laughs> it is fun to say judge. Hi, Jordan, Jesse. Um, I need some advice from you guys. I just broke up with a guy for the first time, and I work with him, and hmm. we'll be taking a class with him. Come September, um, my first instinct is to make myself unattractive and appear unhappy so as not to um, hurt his feelings more. Uh, what do you think I should do? I appreciate your help. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ooh, somebody's pen was in the company ink. Yeah. Oh, wait. Somebody's inkwell was penetrated <laughs> by the company pen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was confusing men and women. Um. Okay, well... Huh. Number one, congratulations on being an actual teen. Sure. I offer you my hearty and enthusiastic support 
on that basis alone. I don't know if you've heard, but a lot of charlatans have been calling mm-hmm. into this program, yeah. pretending to be teenagers. A lot of uh, a, a lot of Latin American baseball player types who are falsifying falsifying their mm. birth certificates so they can get a better signing bonus. Sure. Um, yeah, boy, this sounds like the kind of situation where you can't, you know, like there are those breakups where you can just kind of not see the person for a while until right. everybody's all healed up, but it sounds like no no choice in this regard. You got to rub his face in it. Yeah, right? That's my, I mean, at the end of the day, both of you are going to, you got to be in this class sure. and you got to be at this job. Just get a bitchin' boob job. <laughs> Start start toning Just your glutes. Let your hair down. Yep, take, take off, off your, your glasses. glasses. Sure. <laughs> no, it, look, the the thing of it is, is that it's going to be fine. This happens. Sure. You know, it's just, but you have to, you have to be on to the next thing. Yeah. You can't get, you can't go back and then that's when the trouble starts. When you start trying to be like, oh, but I got to be extra nice to him because of, you know, blah, 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 like, oh, no, no. No, just straight ahead, no bullshit. Get yourself a hot boyfriend, I suggest Fabio. Yeah, oh yeah, he's great. Um, but yeah, you know, and I might say, say like, oh, well, yeah, it's like you have those, there's those weird, like, um, you know, post-breakup hangouts that, that can be super weird if one person is super into it and the other person is not, because... You know, I think it can be easily interpreted as like, oh, this is us getting back together. So, uh, yeah, I might say if you definitely don't want to get back together, don't do those. Like, don't go to dinner with him, just the two of you. Like, it, I mean, certainly I think, you know, if you do have friends, then, you know, you should learn how to hang out together. But, uh, yeah, I would say I would say keep it keep it in the group setting for a while. You want to keep... Know, don't you go to any movies. Don't... You want to have it in the kind of situation... You want to treat this person... Like someone that you work with and have a class with, but definitely don't want to date. Sure. Like, that's it. That's Maybe it. you can think of one or two other examples of that kind of person in your life. You can be decent to him, yeah. but you just don't do anything that... It sounds like he was the one that was bummed about it the most. Yeah. But I just don't do anything that is going to give him the false impression that something's going to happen. And, you know, just yeah. just be clear and straightforward and treat him like a, a decent human being. And, yeah. you know, the two of you will... Have many instances like this in your life. Sure. Totally. And yeah, definitely think before you do something, can he interpret this as, uh, I want to get back together? If, 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 that, uh, if it seems like, if it, uh, seems like that it could have that connotation, don't do it. Like if you have a fountain pen that yeah. says the name of the company you work at. Sure. Or, a, or if it has a picture of his dick mom. Into and out of your yeah. inkwell. Sure. Well, pointing at it and raising your eyebrows. Sure, and if you're down. if you're if you're if you're steadying the inkwell between your legs, you know what? Definitely Jordan? don't do that. I am so glad that a real teen called in. Oh, me too. That's a real teen problem too. Like that's a nice legit teen problem. You know, there are there are hundreds, if not thousands, of teens out there in our audience mm-hmm. who need our kind of the kind of straight talk that only we can provide. Sure. I mean, there are a lot of other people pretending to get, but they're patronizing teens, mm-hmm. you know, or or they just don't have the bona fides sure. to impress a teen. They don't have teen. over 50 years of combined experience. Jordan, 
in in your experience, sure. you've spent a lot of time with Tony Hawk. Absolutely. In my experience, who knows more about teens than Tony Hawk? I talked on the phone for half an hour with Paula Poundstone. I mean, these are the kind of things sure. that are currency, culture, powerful cultural currency that makes us the role models that we are. You know who doesn't have that kind of real world experience? Twilight author, author Stephanie Myers. No. She's just some she's just some elderly hag sure. who works at a Bennigan's. Yeah. And then she goes home to her lonely one bedroom and does crank. <laughs> Take that Twilight Lady. Yeah. <laughs> if you have if you need some advice and you're a teen and you want to be on Straight Talk with Teens, it's two oh six nine eight four four fun. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Well, that was fun, huh? Yes. Having some fun, sweating up here in the oh, top yeah, floor. Oh, yeah, sure, the sweat lodge. Hot. It's hot mm-hmm. up here. Hot. It's masculine. It's a masculine heat. Yeah, it is. It's a masculine it heat. Is. yeah. We got all the pins up here, if you know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. I know, Jordan. a lot of pins, not a lot of inkwells. Did, did, you see my new, did you see my new friend, Roosevelt? No, is that the stuffed goat? Uh, he's a ram. Okay. I'd say he's Excuse a ram, probably. I, I would describe him horns. as a ram. He's got horns. horns. He's not a goat. No. Um, his name's Roosevelt. Okay. You can call him Rosie or El Presidente. Okay. He's pretty cute, huh? Yeah, pretty good. Where'd you get him? I got him on the Electronic Bay. Oh, nice. Jesse, can I just ask you a quick question about rap music? I know we're trying to wrap it up, but I but hey, I was figuring as long as we're wrapping it up. I was figuring, you know, if this if this baby thing happens, we might not do one of these for a while. This right. has kind of been uh, on my mind and on my heart. Sure. Uh, so you know the convention, like when, like we talked about the padded up skateboarder in '90s serial commercials. Right. Like it seems like there was a rap equivalent of that, where like the characters in serial commercials would rap. And they would always start with, my name is blank, and I'm here to say. <laughs> You're familiar? You, this rings a bell, right? Yeah, sure. Is there any precedent for that in the world of rap? Like, at any point, like, it, 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 does that come from somewhere? Like, I think it does. I think it comes from, in 1978, mm-hmm. you know, when Busy B was rapping, sure. MC Busy B, he would, the, the rappers would often say who they were. Okay. I don't think they would... Now, here's the real question. Okay. My name is blank, and I'm here to say I love shoulder pads for the USA. Sure. Um, That's from MC Paula P. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, that part of it, I'm not sure. I have to throw that out to the audience. Oh, wow. If there are legitimate examples of that in the world of actual Mm hip-hop. I will say this. The... The amazing meeting point between between the um, uh, between the vectors mm-hmm. of breakfast cereal commercial and, and rap music, yeah, is the honeycomb hideout. Okay, I don't know if you remember the honeycomb hideout. Mm, not, re- I mean, I'm familiar that it exists, but I don't really it's, know any details about it. It's where kids went to eat honeycomb. Okay. And it has appeared in more rap lyrics. Yeah. I mean, there are seriously 10 or 12 songs that, that feature a discussion of the Honeycomb Hideout <laughs> in some form or other. I like that. I also like the, <laughs> the advertising strategy, like encourage kids to eat it in secret. Like encourage <laughs> kids to steal away with a box of cereal. 
and just eat by yourself. Anyway. I it in the honeycomb if somebody wants I'm sure somebody will on the forum find there's been a few blogs have looked into the connection between hip hop and the honeycomb hideout mm-hmm. where they've really taken apart all of the illusions. I think maybe our friend Andrew Nas from uh Cocaine Blunts, mm-hmm. uh regular guest on the Sound of Young America did at one point. It is truly majestic the the number of honeycomb hideout appearances that have appeared in the world of hip hop. It's like no other odd thing that happened once in a television commercial. <laughs> Did the honeycomb bear ever say, my name is blank and I'm here to say? Do you think he ever said that? Honeycombs are best for the USA? Yeah. It's basically only USA or today, right? Yeah. Or I think I always associate it with, and I'm into something in a major way. <laughs> in a major in way. A ma- like, and I do this in a major way. I do science in a major way. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It would be like science? Maybe like Fruity Pebbles are here to stay. Sure, here to stay. But here to say and here to stay, they would rhyme those? What are they? Come on, what are they? Noriega? What are they? Nori? (laughs) N-O-R-E? Hmm. You know about this rap lyric from Noriega? No. Where he goes... Where he goes... Um, uh, swim, swim laps across the English Channel, Neptunes. I got a cocker spaniel. <laughs> I know that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh man, that's such a great lyric from a hit record too. Hmm. Hit record. Okay, You're just saying different stuff. <laughs> okay, uh, look two zero six nine eight four four fun. Our telephone number JJ Go at maximumfun.org. We are we almost have a thousand reviews now in iTunes. Pretty good. We've like tripled yeah, our iTunes good, review good. base. So thank you. And if you haven't reviewed our show in iTunes, do it so we can get to a thousand. So I can finally put this thing to bed. Right. That's the only thing that's keeping me from putting this to bed. Yeah, I guess so it, in this not scenario, being a, th- a thousand. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, have gotten some very nice placement on the Zoom Marketplace lately. Yeah. Thank you, Zoom Marketplace. Absolutely. Good looking out, Zoom Marketplace. Yeah. You know what side of the bread you're butter is on you know who your social media influences influencers yeah, are us jordan might get a windows phone i already got a windows phone yeah i i yeah i mean you got one for free i don't know why i don't know why they're they're uh they're depriving their greatest champion of a windows phone but so you would say that you're their greatest champion yes absolutely not me no i you, was quoted you in the new york ditched, times yeah jordan. well you ditched the zoom when it when when fucking, i lost when it on heat, an airplane when the heat came down yeah when the heat came down, yeah. When the when the when the jackbooted thugs were going yeah. home to home looking sure. for zunes, mm-hmm. you got yeah. No, it's just a. I stood it's firm. It's just an iPhone with a square cover. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know where you where I don't know where your priorities are. Windows organization and also zune max maximumfun.org slash jumbotron or email Teresa at maximumfun.org if you want to advertise on one of our shows um we'll see you on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org on twitter mm-hmm. where our hashtag has been doing quite well yeah lately. I, I really enjoy i we when you write something about jordan jesse go on twitter and you hashtag it jj go we do look at it i enjoy sure. seeing the different stuff that people enjoy and i also like you know there's this thread on the forum called great jesse laugh moments or mm-hmm. something like that and uh, they're about different stuff that I've laughed really long and hard at on Jordan Jesse Go. Okay. And what I like about that thread and about the hashtag JJ Go sure. on Twitter 
is that usually by the time we've recorded, I can't even remember a single phrase that mm. happened in the show to name the show, much less jokes or just anything. Like right now, I'm thinking about what I'm going to name the show. I have no <laughs> idea what we talked about for the last 90 minutes. So it's fun for me. It's like reliving. <laughs> it's, it's mainly about Catherine Zeta-Jones' jugs. <laughs> so just play, just play in that space, you know, play, play around there. Anyway, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll see you at forum.maximumfun.org, and we'll see you on Twitter, and we'll see you on the Facebook and on sure. the iTunes reviews and all that shit. We'll be back next time. Probably, maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see when this baby comes. Yeah, hard to say. Uh, and I will... Okay. People also... People have been emailing me a lot. Is the baby born? Is the baby born? I promise I'll put it up on Twitter and on the forum and stuff sure. when the baby's born. Yeah. You, okay. will, you will take a picture of Teresa's dilated cervix. Sure. <laughs> and why wouldn't I? Yeah, right? Cha-ching. <laughs> and gotta have something to look at on airplanes. Yeah, right? <laughs> or an episode of Soap. One of the two. <laughs> We'll talk Is it right? Is it correct to say dilated cervix? I don't remember. Okay, I think it's fine. Sure. I mean, it got the point across. Yeah, you. I. Yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted to say something that wasn't vagina. We'll be back next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.